This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. Let's throw another log on the fire, campers. Let's dig up a new mystery. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder. With us, as always, is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss, who spent 30 years telling these kinds of stories for the Acker Beacon Journal. Hi, everybody. Before we get started, we wanted to do our occasional romper room roundup of all our Patreon and recent PayPal supporters. These are the folks keeping the lights on for us. So here we go. A shout out to Tanner and her brother Dave, Amanda, Bobby, Penny, Lisa, Dawn, Darlene, Patricia, Thomas, Krista, Doug, Adam, and Billy, Melissa, Corin, Megan, Mark, Lynn, Heidi, Bradley, Laura, Harry, Wendy, Mickey, MP Banks, Jane, Vicki, Linda, Molly, Craig, and the lady who has been with us since day one, Mary Beth, sending a big virtual hug to all of you. Now, tonight. I've always found there to be a special kind of sadness associated with bodies that wash ashore from some lake or ocean. Maybe it's the idea of being all alone in the cold, dark water for days, weeks, months, waiting for some random current to deliver your body to the land so the loved ones who are missing you can finally claim you and lay you to rest. But sometimes... The bodies that come ashore can't go home because nobody knows who they are. I found four cases on NamUs, the national database of unidentified and missing people that come out of Lake Erie. Three of them involve some poor, unfortunate soul still waiting for us to give them a name. And one case of a missing fisherman who Lake Erie is stubbornly refusing to give up. These are their stories, or as much as we can possibly know to this point. Earlier this year, the Porchlight Project, a nonprofit which raises funds to do DNA testing for cold cases here in Ohio, has set its sights on a man that was discovered May 24, 2014. He was spotted by a boater on Lake Erie who noticed his remains by the break wall of the Burke Lakefront Airport in downtown Cleveland. Pathologists have no idea how he died. He'd probably been in the water six months prior to his discovery, 
and decomposition had destroyed any potential clues. They know this much. He was white, 45 to 58 years old, between 5 foot 3 and 5 foot 11 inches tall. No teeth were found, so he may have worn dentures. They also didn't find any tattoos. The exam revealed his nose and left cheekbone had old fractures, and that an electrocardiogram lead was found in his right thigh. The man was wearing Wrangler blue jeans, size 36 waist, 32 length, and size 7.5 Brahma steel toe boots, the kind of boots one might wear if they were working on or near Lake Erie. Investigators have been working on this case for years, repeatedly asking the media to put out pleas for information. The Maritime Society, the U.S. Coast Guard, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, even Interpol have been involved. Any hope for fingerprints decayed during his lengthy stay in the water. But the Cuyahoga County Regional Forensic Science Lab did extract a DNA profile. And there have been some interesting developments lately. Investigators are pursuing the idea that the man may have connections in the Columbus area. Earlier this year, sketches they generated resembled someone with family there, and other clues gave new hope that he might finally get a name. The last time this case was reported on, the medical examiner's office was working to collect DNA from possible relatives. So, fingers crossed that this man will be going home one day soon. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Cuyahoga County Medical Examiner's Office. That's 216-721-5610 and hit option 1. Our second case is much older. It goes all the way back to March 30, 1980. It was just after 8 a.m. when Sandusky police were called to the lakefront for a body floating in the water along the Cedar Point Causeway. Sandusky firefighters retrieved it and discovered a woman. The remains had been in the water some time. Her hair was gone. They couldn't tell what color her eyes used to be. They could only narrow her age from about 25 to 40 years old. She was white, about 5 foot 6 inches tall, and between 150 and 160 pounds. But her clothes had a story to tell, at least one we can imagine. The early 1980s were still the disco era. And she looked like a woman who may have left home that evening for a night on the town. Sandusky police have shared images of her water-worn size 12 beige cocktail dress, a style popular during those disco dancing years. She also wore a white lace slip and pantyhose. The Cuyahoga County examiner did the autopsy but could not determine a cause of death, there were injuries on her body, but she had been in the water during the winter. It was impossible to tell if the injuries were caused from the ice in the lake or if those injuries were actually the cause of her death. 
area police departments were contacted, but no missing persons reports matched her description. Eventually, she was buried at Sand Hill Cemetery in Castalia. In 2020, Cedar Point's Jane Doe was exhumed and a DNA profile successfully extracted. That made her a prime candidate for new genetic genealogy testing. In November of 2021, the Porchlight Project again joined the effort to figure out who this lady was, agreeing to help with costs that could grow to $8,000 or more. Genetic genealogy can take months, even years, as genealogists try to match her DNA to a distant relative in public DNA databases, then build a family tree to connect them, looking for missing family members along the way. So that makes this another case that has great potential for being solved. Well, at least for solving the identity question, There's still the matter of how she died, and a name could go a long way toward helping detectives determine if foul play was involved and begin the search for a suspect. Nick Edwards, a Porchlight Project board member, told reporters this could also be a case where a family thought their loved one had simply run away. He said, I believe that somewhere there is family that has been deceived and led to believe that she did not want them in her life. That is not true. She has been here, waiting for 40 years to be given a name so that her loved ones can be located and notified. I look forward to identifying this Jane Doe and finally providing answers to those who have waited for so long. Now, police have already ruled out one lead that at first seemed promising. The NamUs database says in 1978, 21-year-old Paula Lynch left home to see the country, and her family never saw her again. They really thought there was a chance that Paula Lynch could be their Jane Doe. So, After the Cedar Point Jane Doe was exhumed and DNA obtained, investigators finally had the chance to compare it with Lynch's case. Unfortunately, it was not a match. Now for this case, Sandusky Police can be reached at 419-627-5863. Our last two cases of the night have fewer details to share. Since 2005, authorities in Lucas County have been trying to identify a body found November 4th of that year. The man was discovered along the Lake Erie shore behind the water treatment plant for the town of Oregon. The plant is actually located in Jerusalem Township, and the remains were discovered under, between, and near rocks at the water's edge. The body was too decomposed to estimate a weight, but we know he was black, 30 to 50 years old, and about 5 foot 6 inches. He wore sweatpants with a fly zipper, the brand Adventures Club, size large. If this sounds familiar at all, the folks to call are at NamUs, 817-202-5931. Our last case is different from the rest because we have an identity. 
we just don't have the body. But if much was written about Carl James Wing, I couldn't find it. Carl was 51 years old in 1983. He'd been born in Fairview Park to Arthur and Ella Jane Wing. In 1983, he was living in Lorraine, where he enjoyed fishing and taking his boat out on the lake. His family last heard from him on October 24th of that year, and a search turned up his abandoned boat. If he walked away from his life, he'd be 89 years old today, but he is presumed to have drowned. Carl is white and in 1983, he was 5 foot 10, 160 pounds with gray hair, blue eyes, and a scar on his right ankle. Information on this case would go to Lorraine Police at 440-320-4041. Of course, Ohio is bordered by two famous waterways, Lake Erie to the north, the Ohio River to the south. On our next 10-Minute Mystery, we'll review the unsolved cases of bodies found along the Ohio. That's it for tonight, listeners. For photos, news clippings, and more on this and every episode, hop on over to our website, ohiomysteries.com, and we'll see you here next week for another episode of Ohio Mysteries. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.